eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You want the upper hand in your fantasy football leagues? Then you've come to the right place. To the right place. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Welcome back to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Zach Rizzuto, and we have a very special guest in the house today for today's episode. He's a longtime NFL and former Cowboys scout, Emmy Award winner, former DallasCowboys.com writer, currently covering the Cowboys as the host of the Love of the Star podcast. You can catch him Monday through Friday from 2 to 7 p.m. on 105.3 The Fan. Brian Broadus is in the house with us today. Welcome to the show, Brian. It's great to have you here. Thank you very much, Zach. It's uh, an honor to be with you. Uh, you guys do some tremendous work, so it was a really easy decision for me to make a make this time for you guys. And I'm looking forward to spending a, spending a little bit of time with you. Yeah, I am too. I've been looking forward to this pretty much all week. Brian's going to help us make sense of a few situations that we have, you know, on our mind going into the fantasy season for the Cowboys. Let's just get right into it, Brian. What do you say? We've Sounds heard good. about, we've heard about and seen a lot of Deuce Vaughn so far through the first two yeah. preseason games. He's already got a few highlight real plays to his resume. He's averaging 4.9 yards per carry, two touchdowns at this point, one game left to play. But it's been Rico Doddle that's listed as the Cowboys RB2 through training camp and the preseason. And it seems like Doddle and Malik Davis are battling for that RB2 spot role behind yeah. Tony Pollard. Each of them got a start so far in the preseason. Is there any room for maybe Deuce Vaughn to move up in the depth chart? And if not, could you see another running back behind Pollard forcing him off the field and earning significant playtime? Could any of those guys have a specific role in the backfield if they aren't earning a consistent share of the work? Or is the plan just for Pollard to be the workhorse and then these other guys just come in and give him a rest when he needs it? Yeah, I think, Zach, initially it's going to be about Pollard. Uh, you know, they've finally figured out, uh, you know, here in the Mike McCarthy administration has figured out how to use Tony Pollard in a way to get the most uh, out of him. Uh, now, as far as RB2, RB3, uh, you know, it's going to come down to the problem that Deuce Vaughn has is he doesn't play special teams and his lack of height uh, limits what he can do. Now they're trying to do him at other uh, things. They're trying to get him as the personal protector on the punt team. Uh, you know, it's mixed results there. You know, if you watch him in the blitz pickup stuff, 
there's mixed results there. You know, he, he he's willing, he's trying, he wants to do those things. The, the RB2 is going to be a guy that has to be able to be a third down blitz pickup guy. And, you know, Rico Dowdle uh, showed that better uh, in the Jacksonville game. Uh, the problem with Rico Dowdle is he's always been hurt. They, they love him as a player. They want to use him. They want to get him involved. But then something always happens to him when they give him these opportunities. So, you know, Malik Davis is a guy who is very talented. But what happens is Malik Davis is not as good on blitz pickup. So all of a sudden, you, you know, even in the Seattle game the other night, uh, when it came to third down and they pulled Davis off the field and put Dowdle on the field. And, you know, so now you're kind of getting a little bit of a hint that, okay, well, maybe they don't trust Malik Davis as a blitz pickup guy or as a third down guy. But whoever the third back is, they're going to have to be able to play special teams. And that's really where it's going to lie for them because they're going to have to make up for Deuce Vaughn. I, I can see Deuce Vaughn being the second back here just because of, again, they're going to create opportunities for him. Uh, but, you know, it's it's a group that's kind of evolving in the way that they're going. There's, there's, strength, with, there's strength with Deuce with his ability to hit the whole vision, the cut, the explosiveness. There's, there's reasons that Rico Dattle plays. He can catch the ball well. He's good on blitz pickup. And there's reasons why that Malik, Davis plays because he's a physical runner. He has the ability to take it the distance if he has to. So they have a combination of three guys that they're trying to kind of find roles for. But like I say, I think if if you said we we're going to play the Giants tomorrow, the guy that probably would be on the field for maybe some of those explosive runs or explosive plays or, or packages uh, would be Deuce Vaughn. That's really exciting to hear, you know, especially, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan, but not just Cowboys fans are excited about Deuce Vaughn and his ability. You know, he's kind of one of those guys everyone's rooting for. His size is obviously the thing that jumps off the page the first thing. But when you see him in the game, he just pops out from between those tackles. You know, he really does have that explosive big playability. So I hope that's the case. You know, we'd love to see that if he can establish himself as a heavy producer behind Tony Pollard. But um, Malik Davis and Rico Dowdle, I think that they're also going to be part of the mix as well. So. Yeah, I think they're gonna. It, it's gonna be funny. Not funny, Zach. It's gonna be interesting to see <laughs> where they carry the four. If they carry four guys, you know, Hunter Lipke is like they're using him like as a single back runner. He hasn't played really any fullback yet. Maybe they're waiting to do that. But uh, you know, it's their their numbers are going to be kind of strange. They're they're struggling with wide receivers. You know, they're trying to. Is it going to be five or six? They're struggling with tight ends. Is it three or four? They're struggling with backs. Is it three or four there as well? And then, you know, they're going to have to figure out with their offensive line stuff. So numbers on the offensive side of the ball, even as we get into the final preseason game here, are a little bit in flux. Right. That makes sense. I mean, that's what the preseason is all about, you know, and that's about answering right. those questions. So we'll see how it plays out this last week of the preseason. We can jump into the next question here. C.D. Lamb, you know, he's obviously one of the top receivers in the league, both in real life, fantasy football. And he's had a huge year last year. He caught over 100 passes, scored nine touchdowns. Awesome year for him. He was really the only wide receiver, though, that was fantasy relevant last year. You know, you talk about fantasy production. He was really the only one doing anything, mainly because Dallas is wide receiver two, Noah Brown. You know, he just didn't stand out in any way. And Michael Gallup never really got back to 100% sure. a year removed from his ACL. So 
Dallas went out and made sure they didn't have that same problem again. They're not going to have that same problem this year. They traded for Brandon Cooks, and it seems like him and Dak Prescott, they've already developed a strong chemistry in camp. From what I've seen, you know, the videos coming out, I'm sure you've seen more of that as well. Cooks is a veteran with an excellent production profile across four different teams so far in his career, and this is maybe the best situation he's been in since he's played with the Rams. He's had at least one 100-target season with every team he's played with in his career. Do you think that he can cross that threshold in his first year in Dallas running opposite CeeDee Lamb? And could this become a 1A, 1B situation in terms of target share instead of, you know, clear wide receiver one and wide receiver two? And do you think that Lamb will be the clear leader in targets in 2023? Or do you think Brandon Cooks might challenge for that? Yeah, I think that's the the question that uh, that is on everyone's mind right now. I, I feel like, though, if you when we watch training camp practices and camp is still going on for at least another week here at the Star in Frisco. And so, you know, those practices sh- were kind of telling that, you know, Lamb is going to be clearly involved once again. He, you know, he's he is wide receiver one, but there is a growing confidence in in Brandon Cooks with Dak Prescott. And the reason being is Cooks is one of the better route runners that Dak's been able to play with. Amari Cooper was outstanding as a route runner. Uh, there's some things that you know CeeDee Lamb as a route runner lacks, but Cooks, his his ability to sell the route, be able to get off, uh, you know, to plant the foot, come back for the ball, the cuts, you know, they, they're, they, this offense we're starting to see where they're using rubs, picks, uh, they're trying to create separation on the move. You know, it's going to be key for Dak. I mean, there's going to be a lot of wide receivers this year where they're running routes and Dak is going to have to hit them on the move. Uh, but there will be the opportunity. They're just trying to create more separation. Dallas really struggled with that last year. You know, and Mike McCarthy feels like that's something that they need to do to to get their, you know, passing game uh, up to a, a, even a better level than what it was. So, yeah, I, I feel like that – I think that Lamb is going to continue to get the majority of the targets – uh, I will say, though, that Cooks is a guy that when it, it turns into a down-and-dirty situation, I could see Dak Prescott absolutely finding ways to get him the football because he will be open. He knows how to get open. Now, we were watching goal line. Uh, you know, Even though he's a shorter guy, we were watching goal line packages, plays, and Cooks was finding ways to get open in such a small area. And Dak was, you know, you know, getting him the football. Um, the thing with Gallup, if I could just finish up the wide receiver thought, the thing with Gallup is he was going through some really some rough things, not only with his knee injury coming back from that, the confidence of that, but there were some off the field things that he was dealing with as well that that affected the way that he played or the way that he approached games. And so that was unfortunate for him. Uh, we had a chance to interview him on 105.3 The Fan. Uh, he seems more confident. He feels better about himself. Uh, you know, he's one of those guys that's capable of making those contorted body catches along the sidelines. If you follow the Cowboys, you, you, he plays really well in small areas, you know, goal line situations, things like that. So look for a bounce back on him. But also, too, you know, we've seen the emergence of Jalen Tolbert a little bit. And Tolbert is pushing him. You know, Tolbert's clearly the four. I think he's going to push Gallup for the three, uh, you know, and, and Gallup even admitted it that he's like, listen, you guys, you guys watch that one eight out there. And he's talking about number 18 of Jalen Tolbert. He goes, you watch that one eight. He's, he's finding ways to make him plays. He's making it difficult for me. So, you know, the wide receiver core as a whole, 
I think is 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 really looking the the in a, in a in the right direction for Dak Prescott and what he can be able to do. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast right 100 just kind of recapping what you said brandon cooks is that guy you know that i kind of yeah. figured we've seen that throughout his career where he is the quarterback friendly receiver where things fall apart according to the game plan and then Quarterback needs to roll out and find somebody quick on the move. Brandon Cooks can definitely be that guy. And you answered my next question almost as if you knew exactly what I was going to ask. I was going to ask about uh, Michael Gallup and Jalen Tolbert and whether Tolbert would be pushing for more snaps and you know more time, potentially the wide receiver three spot. That's interesting to hear because we know Michael Gallup, he's had his games. You know There are games where Dak Prescott just dials on, into him. He has big games. He has high touchdown games. You know He has games where he catches – two touchdowns because of those contorting catches like you mentioned. Right. Not only that, but big gains along the sideline. So it's, it sounds like things are going to shake out pretty much how we expect it at the top. But there might be a little bit of questionable you know, changes, a couple changes that we might see. Not necessarily questionable, but there might be some changes that we might not have expected, especially if you don't follow the Cowboys. You, know, like you have this insight. This might change the way people view the Cowboys wide receiver room down the board, especially if anything would happen to any of the two top guys. So that's really interesting to hear. Yeah, um, no, it, it, yeah, it is. It, it's a good group. It really is a good group. It's one of the better groups that Dak Prescott's had the opportunity to work with. Right, one hundred percent. Now, I'm going to go to the tight end room. Now, the other pass catchers. A lot of people inside the Cowboys community that were upset about Luke Schoonmaker in the second round of this past year's draft, and that's really because Jake Ferguson was already on the roster and he had flash playmaking ability. You know, as you know, and he had limited action last year, but he flashed that playmaking ability. And according to reports, Ferguson has been playing as a tight end one, and we saw that into this preseason. He didn't play last week. We know Dak Prescott loves his tight ends. But is there a scenario this season where any Cowboys tight end besides Jake Ferguson handles 
any type of the majority of the work or more than we think, you know, or is it Jake Ferguson's show? Because Schoomaker find his way on the field through run blocking and then be on the field because of play action, have a role that way, or will that role be too minimal for him to really show up on a stat sheet on a weekly basis? Yeah, Zach, I think that they, they are excited about Luke Schoonmaker, and not only as a blocker, if you really study his game at Michigan, I think there were things with the Michigan offense that limited what Luke Schoonmaker can do, and I, I think there's more there as an offensive threat. Um, he is a big body he understands how to release. Um, you know, he's a guy that when he gets upfield, he presents himself very well as a target. Um, he's, you know, he's one of those guys that is pretty good run after catch. Uh, he's not going to blow you away with speed or quickness or anything like that, but he can, you know, as a physical guy, he could be hard to bring down in the open field just because of how he, his run style is. But I feel like that, that the best is ahead of him. He is a, he is a good blocker, and you know Michigan was one of those teams that, you know, they won like the Joe Moore Award for the best college offensive line. Uh, they've uh, they were impressive with the way that you know Blake Corum and them ran the football, uh, and Luke Schoonmaker. A lot of that was behind him. Uh, there's been some times where Luke Schoonmaker has been really good blocking, and there's other times where he's got to get a little bit. It's a little bit of a quicker game. Uh, you know, you're not blocking the, the Minnesota Golden Gophers or Indiana Hoosiers or anything like that. You know, the, these guys, when you have to make a cutoff block or reach block, they are quick and they will fly down inside once they read it. And, you know, he's got to learn that, OK, it's a little bit quicker game up here. I've got to make sure that I get my head across. But to answer your point, it's likely going to be Ferguson off the jump. Schoonmaker is going to get a, a lot of a lot of work here. And, you know, and I. I really do, uh, you know, expect him, you know, him and Hendershot, you know, to be, you know, kind of a three, you know, prong attack when it comes to these tight ends. And you might even see Schoonmaker a little bit more than Hendershot uh, because, again, the threat of his ability to block and then his ability to catch the ball and make plays in the open field. Right. So it's sounding like Jake Ferguson, as much as we love him, I mean, I'm not sure how you feel about Jake Ferguson. I love him, you know, especially that hurdle. Against New yeah. York on Thanksgiving, that was great. It's, he has the playmaking ability, but it, it seems like the Cowboys have plans for Schoonmaker. They didn't just grab him yeah. in the second round for no reason. I know that's what it right. kind of felt like on draft night. I was a little upset about the pick, too, to begin with, because A, obviously Jake Ferguson was there. I like Jake Ferguson. And B, because it was like, is this a need that we had you know, with yeah. the players that we had on the roster? So it sounds like, from what you're saying, it's not necessarily going to be the Jake Ferguson show this year. And No, I don't. Really yeah. kind of evening out, like – towards the end of the season, you think Schoonmaker could earn some time where he's really challenging or eating into what Jake Ferguson has? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'll say this, though. I think Jake Ferguson has totally remade his body from where he was at Wisconsin until he's now. I mean, you could see that you know, his blocking has improved as well, uh, you know, more point of attack opportunities for him. So they're trying to figure out you know, the best way to get their 12 personnel package to go. And, you know, when we talk 12 personnel, the two tight ends, of course, and the one back. And that's, you know, that's what you do right there. If you guys get, if you could find these players that can work the seam, you know, can, you know, work those, the, the corner routes, things like that down in the red zone, you know, that's, they, they ran, they were practicing two point plays the other day at camp. And first two point play they ran, they ran a, Cooks ran inside, ran a pick, and you got, 
Ferguson just to release and nobody picked him up. And so, you know, right. they're thinking about ways of getting him the ball down there in the red zone. And But all three of these tight ends are on their radar for opportunities uh, as they're going forward. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com Therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com Therapy60. Awesome. Yeah, so... It sounds like you could maybe get away. You know, it, Schoonmaker could be a value later in drafts, depending on you know how he he it shakes out this season. As long as he can stay healthy, yeah. we know he's dealing with that plantar fasciitis thing. But that's you know kind of yeah. in the rear view for now, assuming there are no setbacks. So that's exciting, exciting to hear. Right. And we got one more question. We're shifting over to the offensive scheme. We know Mike McCarthy's calling plays now. Kellen Moore's out. Mike McCarthy mentioned this offseason, you know, that he wanted to get back to running the ball. But the way the roster is set up right now, it just doesn't seem indicative of a team that wants to be run first. <laughs> you know what I mean? If they wanted to run the ball, I think they probably would have brought in another established running back besides Pollard to share the workload a little bit. But they brought in Brandon Cooks instead. And that kind of, you know, it, it says that you want to throw the ball a little bit more when you bring in a wide receiver. You trade for him. Not only do you not not only do you just sign him, you trade for him. You look at the way McCarthy's called plays in his career. He's had Aaron Rodgers most of the time, yes, right. but he was mostly pass first. Right. Are we actually looking at a team that's going to be continue to be pass first here, or could they actually get back to the run like McCarthy's been saying? Yeah, the the run game really got affected when and man, I Zach, I would never have believed this, and I know you were talking about you were a Cowboy fan, and you probably thought the same thing. When they right. put Tyron Smith at right tackle, I thought they were going to play with more power with Martin and Smith on the right side, and I thought it was going to be a really good combination for them. It didn't work that way. You know, Tyron Smith never really adapted to right tackle, and then thus the running game suffered uh, at that point because 
Terrence Steele, and trust me, I've thrown a ton of dirt on Terrence Steele throughout my days. And if you want to ask me a player I was most probably wrong about, Terrence Steele would be one of the top three. I mean, you do this long enough, you will be wrong about some players. But Terrence Steele and Zach Martin on the right side is a really good combination when it comes to running the football. And so, and if you get improvement from Ferguson and Schoonmaker, you know. So the the aspect of running the ball, uh, I feel like is is there. Um, but you know, here's a team, and if you believe in metrics, if you believe in pro football, you know, focus and all the people that put out metrics. Dallas was a really a much better running team statistically than they were a passing team protection wise, which is strange. But I think that Mike McCarthy, to this point, it didn't he once he saw what happened in that Green Bay game where they didn't run the ball, you know, where they had a lead and they didn't run it. He'll never forgive Kellen Moore for that. He will never forgive. And it, I think it ultimately cost Kellen Moore his job. You know, I think Kellen Moore is ready to go too. But then you get to the San Francisco, the last couple of San Francisco games. You even get to the game where at the end of the year where they're playing the commanders. Teams that have a big physical front give these guys problems. And so, you know, when Brian Schottenheimer stepped over or into the offensive coordinator role, I think it became an offseason of trying to figure out how to run the ball better. How can we run the ball? Even though the metrics say that they are one of the better teams doing it, when they played against a physical line, a physical front seven, it was a problem. And so I think that's where, you know, you're in a division where there are big bodies up front, giants, commanders, eagles. They're big. You know, this is this this division might be decided on your ability to handle these fronts. You know, I mean, everybody has to deal with it in this division. And so Mike challenging the group to find better ways to run the ball makes sense to me. Just because the winner of this division, I think, will be the one that can handle blocking the commanders, you know, inside techniques, blocking the Giants' big inside techniques, you know, blocking, you know, it, 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 it's just – you know, it, it, it's just tough. And I think that's the attitude that Mike has about it. He realizes that they weren't good enough in games against physical defensive lines, and they needed to improve that if they're going to win. And San Francisco is the same way. San Francisco adds Hargrave to their, you know, inside group. Now, now you're dealing with, you know, you're talking about the conference and playoffs and stuff like that. So that's, I think, why Mike has said that what he said about, wanting to run the ball a, a little bit better. Right. So if they're going to be running the ball more, it seems like Tony Pollard should be in for pretty big workload, right? Like we yeah, haven't that's... seen him handle a, a heavy workload. He hasn't gone over 200 carries in a season. So this should be interesting yeah. to see if he can hold up. Yeah, Zach, this is where we're at right now, though. They, Tony Pollard's on a one-year $10 million contract. Me personally, this could be turned very well into what, again, you're Cowboy fans, so you understand this, what they did with Dalton Schultz. You know, I mean, they yeah. they offered Dalton Schultz an opportunity to resign. Dalton Schultz didn't want to do it, so he went and you know, signed with Houston. But this very much to me is very similar. That you know, if you run Tony Pollard into the ground, you know, so be it. It's a one year deal right now, and you know, if at the end of the year, if you have production, maybe we'll talk about an extension. If not, 
will be Rico Dowdle, will, you know, Malik Davis, where was, where's Deuce Vaughn? Do we go draft another one? Do you go sign another one? So, you know, that, that's what we're learning about running backs is that the good ones are available. You know, the good ones, you, right. you can go get Dalvin Cook. You can go get guys that, you know, I mean, for example, you go trade for the, the Colts guy right now, Taylor. You go trade for him if you want a, a back like that. So they are becoming available. So, you, yeah, you, you load Tony Pollard up and see if he, could, if he could take the punishment this year. That's awesome. You know, because I've been drafted. I've been drafting Tony Pollard a lot. I know Faraz has also been drafting Tony Pollard a lot. So to hear that workload could be coming. If that's the way they're going to yeah. treat it, that's awesome to hear. It appears. I mean, Tony Pollard is when you watch them practice, the runs are. You can see that they're they're trying to figure out ways. Again, we you know Zach Martin now back in the lineup. Uh, this is tonight uh, being uh, you know Tuesday night will be the first time that we've got to see Zach Martin practice. You know, I know the guys. I, I mean, I've been here in Dallas, where you know, guys who cover the team have been in Oxnard, and they've got to see Zach. So it'll be exciting to see him back in the lineup. Yeah, awesome. I'm looking forward to that 100. I think that's going to do it, Brian. Thank you so much for all the insight. We really appreciate you having it on. Thank you very much, man. Great to be with you guys. And remember, you can find Brian at Brian Broadus on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it these days. They changed it really weird calling it x anymore but you can check out his show love of the star too again you can catch him 105.3 the fan from 2 to 7 p.m in dallas that's going to do it for this episode see you next time okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.